This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars, because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. David, 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 welcome to Random Movie Generator. How are you? I'm I'm raring to go. I'm a horse in the paddock who's got his hooves up the air, up in the air, who just wants to be let out so he can rush through the uh, the fields of freedom. Yeah, welcome everybody to this uh, movie podcast where we review. Uh, a randomly chosen movie from the week before and a current movie am i right in saying david absolutely i should it's say that at the start of every app really it's about the past do you know what it's about the past retro films it's about the present what's out in the cinema now and, it's and about with a, the future with a dash of movie news We've absolutely nailed this format. Fingers crossed. I mean, looking at some of the YouTube comments we got recently for the Taylor Swift um, review. Let it go. Let it go, they Dave. Let us. it go. They hate us. Absolutely. Welcome, everybody who's joined us on YouTube. Sorry we're late. We had a bit of uh, some tech issues again. Um, but, uh, oh, um, sorry, my wife's just texted me now. Oh, please. Not a problem. You've got to keep the family stead happy. So, David, how the freaking hell are you? Now, you mentioned last week about having some kind of gin night. Is that tonight or last night? That is um, tonight. So tonight is going to be a David Fincher homage gin-sponsored. Shit, that's on Netflix now, is it? It is on Netflix now, starring Michael Fassbender. It dropped yesterday, (gasps) and it was so tantalising, unfortunately... um, well, I won't say because it, it's later on we'll focus on that element. But, um, yeah, it's a tantalising treat, it's got to be said, that I hovered over the play button. That's why I said unfortunate. Did you? Did you play any bit of it? Oh, goodness me. Did um, you? Did oh, you well, open just your Prezi? Too seductive. <laughs> what? How this much did o- you watch? Oil painting a Michael Fassbender looking at me with um, a sort of German tourist bucket yeah, hat and a Ryan gun. know you've had a little watch before your evening of... No, he doesn't. Whatsoever. <laughs> so, um, that's not good at all. Is How it? I was much did you watch? Well, put it this way. Um, I would say it's this week's recommendation type of thing. <laughs> so I'm leaping the menu. That's why I'm being hesitant. I'm not going straight into it. It's kind of like, but it would be... Have you watched I'm, the entire movie? Yeah, I have, unfortunately. I just couldn't quite... Um, it was looking at my presence too early. I remember ruining one birthday because of that, because um, I found the Ghostbusters HQ, um, not the literal one in New York, the toy one in the basement that my mum had hidden, and it was hidden behind the fridge. And uh, the it fridge? Does, it was. Uh, there was wood place. behind the fridge though. Right. But it, no, it's well camouflaged. It was in the. Um, it was a basement or garage, one or the other. Right. And uh, I remember going down there and having a peek at it every now and then. 
and it used to fill me with dopamine. Do you know what I mean? It was like a ten-year-old's version of a line of cocaine type of thing. So, right, are you going to tell Ryan that you've watched it? Um, no, no. <laughs> Simple as that. It just is simple. It's an element whereby you know you take a bit of the cake, then you go back for another bit of the cake, then another bit of the cake, then another bit of the cake, and suddenly all the cake's gone. Right, it was like that. Are you? Is this what you're reviewing? Is the current movie this week? Um, No, it's not. But it will be my recommendation, so I'll mention it then. My recommendation to definitely watch the killer. Um, So I'll talk about it then. But the film actually. Sorry. Sorry, go for it. No, I'm, go I'm for now it. excited about the bloody killer. You've just opened your Ghostbusters HQ. I'm interested in that. Not some bloody present that we all know. Right, the killer. Am I going to like it? That's all I want to know. Basically, the killer is a... Um, it's Let's, an element where, should we not... Should we cut the crap and just talk about it? Yeah, okay. So, no, what do you think I was going to say? Talk what about we, presents again. No, metaphors. about the... What's the other movie you're going to review? Oh, no, no, I can talk about The Killer now if you what want. Do you want to, what do you want to oh, talk yeah, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about The Killer. It's a mix... Uh, do you know what I didn't want to say is is it's a mixed bag? Because I always say that. It's David Fincher doing David Fincher, basically. And, well, David Fincher's always tried to uh, zig and zag doing things like... Because, I mean, he's famous for Seven. He's famous for Fight Club. He's famous for these neo-noir movies, isn't he? These kind of dark, kind of um, masculine-in-crisis uh, thrillers. And um, But he tries to zig and zag. Like, Social Network was a big hit, but that was definitely going against his expected style. The same with Benjamin Button. But this is definitely David Fincher doing David Fincher and fulfilling everything the Fincher fans want, which is a dark, macabre, um, uh, uh, film noir, neo-noir kind of like um, uh, thriller, basically. Simple as that. Classic things like uh, the main character doesn't have a name, very Fight Club-esque, John Doe 7. It's got that very carefully choreographed um, cinematography. The sound is amazing. I would say, though, it's very much a character study. It's literally all voiceover, similar to Fight Fight Club. Not all voiceover, but a lot of it is voiceover. Okay, I feel like we need to take a breath. I don't know why. I, I just... I'm trying to catch up with you. I'm so excited about watching this film, David. I don't know quite how to talk about it. So I don't want anything given away. No, no, I, I won't give anything away. It's very much a character study. You're inside the mind of a man who is an assassin. And it's very voiceover heavy. It's very much a character study. And also it really breaks down the day-to-day routine of being an assassin. How he actually gets his weapons online, but he uses Amazon, things in that vein. Can I Um, say something? Yeah, go for it. You were disappointed. No, I don't, not 100%. I think it's a case of, um, it's really ramping up to something ending, uh, something special. And it doesn't have that um, that magical ending that we got in Fight Club and Seven. It doesn't quite deliver at the end. It promises a big finale ending, and it doesn't quite deliver. So it's for it's for David Fincher fans, and in a way, that's what a Netflix film is, isn't it? When they when they hook in directors, they give them a blank check and say, "Listen, you're not going to get a cinema release, but you can do whatever you want, and you can play around with your personal fascinations and interests, and we'll just pay the check at the end. You know, you'll be our trophy wife, basically, and um, oh, you okay. get that. So some people have watched it. Oh you, really? David. What they? What do they think? So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. John Salmon, no, DJ Swad says the voiceover at the start, in particular, was quite frankly boring. Oh God. Uh, Pe- oh. Peter R M said I found the smug voiceover very off-putting. Oh dear. Felt like a film that thought it was a lot cleverer than it actually was. I I I really enjoyed the voiceover. I thought um the third act I thought just was a bit of a damp squid in places it wasn't terrible but didn't quite deliver it and i thought the fight there's one fight sequence was in the dark which is definitely up there with john wick but in a more grounded reality also the use of um the smiths he listens to loads of smith songs um 
when he's in assassin mode and that was clever that you know each track that was selected was like a pun on the attack taking place um do, 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 I, you, sit, do you sit on the edge of your seat watching it at any point oh for it's, god it's, i'm gutted I thought I'd You do I in places, you do in places. It's a mixed bag. It's if you I mean, are you a fan of David Fincher? Well I or mean you I, just I, want I, like I a love, thriller. Yeah, well, I want a thriller. I love Seven, although when I watched it again I thought it was it wasn't as th- anyway, I love Seven. Did um, you like Girl of a Dr- uh, Girl with Dragon Tattoo? Never if seen it. A, if you're a David Fincher fan, like have you watched Panic Room? Didn't like it. See there, you do you know mm, what I mean? It's a it's a case didn't of didn't like that. that at all. Didn't believe any a, of it. It's an mm. element whereby, um, if you're a Fincher fan and you want to be there ticking off the Fincher, you know, crib list, it works for you. But for a larger audience, I think um, they'd find it a bit sterile in places. Tommy said, "I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nothing groundbreaking, but very solid." Yeah, there you go. Nothing groundbreaking, very solid. It's basically like. Put it this way, yeah. It's when a waste is. Did you just say up, yeah? Oh, did I? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I may have. I don't I'm know. I quite sure. like you. Put yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of getting rid of my gin night tonight. Watching it again. Yeah, it's it's a basic element whereby, um, if you're a big Oasis fan, you're going to buy the Noel Gallagher solo album, and it's like that. Do you know what I mean? It's a case of, and some people wouldn't go near an old Gallagher solo album. It's like if Oasis comes out, yeah, 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 I'll lap that up. I don't know who that person was either. I've gone from Yar to like uh, some kind of lout. But it's a case can, of. Um, could we quickly you have a conversation with the Yar person and the, and the Oasis bloke? Well, well, I, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed the whole Fincher phenomenon, and to have it, you know, laid on my lap on, you know, Netflix and Friday, there it was. No, it wasn't good, mate. Not what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? I want a big screen entertainment burger. I'm not into these cuisine burger rubbishes. Just give me a bit of cow in between two bits of bread. He sounds like a Blur fan. Absolutely, yeah. Guess who? Guess who? Naomi saw in uh, Tottenham's Market yesterday. We're going straight off subject. We've got to stay on focus like an assassin. So I'm joking. Go for it. Go for it. Damon Albarn. Oh, my God. Oh, now you're interested. Now you've hooked me in, sir. (laughs) Now you've seduced me. Looking at the organic veg. Just up the road. Tottenham's Market. Talk about Fincher being Fincher. That's Albarn being Albarn, isn't it? Looking at the organic veg. Does he live locally then? He does, yeah. Yeah. Wowzers. Yeah. That is quite That, a that was worth a little detour, wasn't it? It was. Sir, I was totally Whoa, cheap with detours. De- detours is what it's all about. Um, I was literally just talking about you. What? To who? Oh, you're live on YouTube, oh, so brilliant. you might not want this. No. <laughs> no conversation, no. Thanks, sweet. Broadcasting as we speak. <laughs> what have you got that little morsel of snack to keep you? You always want to know what I'm I know. <laughs> Dear God. And there's me being critical about exactly. detours earlier. Exactly. I am Never the you contradictive mind. man. Yeah. I am the contradictive man. It really has to be. What's another word for contradictive? A, um, a hypocrite. I am the hypocrite. Yeah. I am the hypocrite. Oh. God, it's usually you that goes into <laughs> kind of. I've, I've entered into a part of my psyche there. Now, Doctor the Greggle said, "I feel like this is. I need to put this to you, David. Killing my vibe for tomorrow, guys. Any positive comments about the film?" Oh, there's lots. Well, this chap who's talking now, um, is he a Fincher fan? Because if he is, you know, it's a lovely Fincher bubble bath. You know, it really is giving you what you want. Okay. Simple as that. Uh, so right. if that chap's there, do add a... Um, if, you're, <laughs> if you're a fan of Fincher's back catalogue, um, you def- definitely will be given a lovely cinematic kiss on the lips. Okay, David. So I'm not a, a Fincher aficionado. A Finchonado at all. I've watched Finchonado, that's a lovely now. I might grab that for my next hardback coffee book film encyclopedia, I think. Like, I might, I don't know how many films of his I've watched, maybe two or three. So if I don't really know his, um, his CV, I'll enjoy this movie. Um, if so, you, you'll enjoy this movie, I think you'll find the third act um, slightly anticlimactic, but I thought the opening with the voiceover was good. And I think um, 
a lot of the there's a fight sequence that's very very strong michael fassbend is very very good the use of music and visuals is very impressive but if you're a fincher fan yes it definitely delivers uh, rich lock says it was missing a fincher twisty definitely yes 100 percent. why's it got to have a twisty um well, it's like the end of Seven, isn't it? And and um, Fight Club has a twist that everyone feels is quite laboured now. But ultimately, um, that is the, the aspect of, um, you know, a lot of his thrillers. And also, you expect that from a neo-noir. What are you eating, Captain? You've got to share. You've got to share the snack. You, you are... Um, How dare you? Speak. When I ask you what you eat, you go, why are you asking me what I eat? And then I'm eating, and you go... But I don't eat you? the Oreos live on air. Do, do you, you know what I mean? Not that it's an issue. Maybe I showed you. Yeah, mix Sorry, I was just handed a nice part. little lunch. I've well, got. It looks. It does look amazing. Go for it. Wow, that is a proper meal. That's a proper like cuisine. I mean, David Alburn would be even the uh, the wooden plate has got a je ne sais quoi element. You've seen to that? That is incredible. I haven't. No, that's from um, the Banshee, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. That's incredible Lovely, stuff. Lovely, that is. Do you want to see it? Please do. It's from. It's um. um. That is such a superb photo, man. That really is. That is amazing. Sorry, I couldn't hear you then, David. That, that's amazing photo. It's lovely, you isn't it? get that signed. It's almost just yeah. asking to be signed by somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. That's a great scene, him and the donkey. And if you've seen the film, you really appreciate it as, like, an important part of the plot. So, what I want to know is, you're not going to tell Ryan that you've watched the movie. I will not be telling How Ryan. How can you I've... lie? Because you'll just sit there going... He'll be like, oh, what do you think? And you'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be tricky, David. I haven't thought it through. Now you've kind of like mentioned it in more depth. Oh, good grief, a bit of Windy Pops there. Goodness me. Um, let it, don't worry, let it digest. Let it digest. Um, it's a case of... Um, I well, I'll be Ryan. Hi, David. Absolutely. Shall I sit um, here? No, you usually sit to my left like we do in the cinema, so let's keep it uh, symmetrical as right, always. Right, the killer, the killer, the killer. I'm so looking forward to this. You must be. Oh, God, I just hope it meets the reviews. I know. I can't believe you haven't watched it yet. It's It's been tough, but... Um, do you know what, pal? I'm going to open up. This, this relationship's based on the bedrock of truth. Um, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I did watch the first um, 20 to 15 minutes. Have you watched it all? Um, no, not like the entire thing. Have you watched the I've third watched... act? No. <laughs> I've, I'll, I'll tell you what, I wish I hadn't read all the reviews because they might as well have told me what the third <laughs> act is. You know what these bloody Kermo critics are like, type of thing. They might as well tell me what it was, but... Um, is the third act a damp squib? Um, I, the reviewers say it could be. But oh, again, do, they, do other reviewers say films. that, David? I don't know, actually, but I'd say that with Ryan, I think, because obviously I want to... If you tell him that you've already watched it, will he be like, oh, for fuck's sake? It wouldn't be the end of the evening, but I'd have a cold shoulder for 10 to 15... Well, 10 minutes, 8 minutes. He gets over things very quickly. If it was the other way round, there might be broken china in the room, so I'm well, I'm well aware of that. So I might reveal to him to sort of cushion my guilt i might tell him i've seen the first 20 minutes and i have been a naughty boy and get a slap wrist but i won't go for the whole hog i think you've got to be well personally i think you've got to be honest and just reveal the whole thing <laughs> so i'm distracted by <laughs> I was like, is that a piece of meat or lettuce? I couldn't quite, um... 
I've got the brain like a squirrel. I just suddenly look over and I just think, oh, that looks impressive. <laughs> Whatever that was, he popped in his mouth. That kind of... That does the job type of thing. Um, I need to ultimately... Are no, you I'm not, obsessed I'm not gonna... with food? I think I am. It's terrible, isn't it? It's a terrible situation. Can I not eat this? Oh, you go for it. You, you <laughs> plough into it. It's like an absolute treat. You mean you can't concentrate? The thing is, it's like, um, I don't think you need a trainer if you eat like that. That's very healthy cuisine. <laughs> That's very clean food, but looks nice. I mean, your partner needs to bring out some kind of book or blog, I think. My partner? Yes. You know, the, your, the other one in your life. Keep it, like, keep it internet friendly. We don't want to peek behind the curtain too much. Okay. So, David. I don't think Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill got better <laughs> meals than that when they were losing weight <laughs> for their films. <laughs> I know, it's terrible, isn't it? We need to move on. Oh. Oh. Right. Mm. So, I've been really looking forward to um, your reaction to... Um, killer and um well i I don't think i've articulated it very well i mean um no 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 no, it's fine it's fine i did i did some notes here no it's fine we've done our (laughs) we've got crack on i I, I just think to myself when people listen to this they're just going to think it's a complete um um he's giving his fans what they want an intense adult psychological thriller with carefully orchestrated cinematography with the trent Reznor doing the soundtrack as usual creating the usual gritty fincher soundscape however the ending isn't poor but a bit of an anti-climax if you think of the ending for fight or seven fight club or seven it's definitely not up to that level especially as you feel things are escalating during act one and two and then the ending is a bit of a damp squid there you go. I don't think Mark, Mark I'm Kermode's looking at ever the reviews to... now, David. New York Times, The Killer. Oh, sorry, New York Times, The Killer. What is, there? Is... That was like a tick. So, no, sorry. I... <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. They, they, they're not. <sighs> what are they saying then? Well, it's the New York not... Times, The Killer, he's a deadly bore. I'm surprised the New York Times I thought they'd be ready to worship and celebrate an auteur I thought do you know what I thought it'd be like um, you know uh, your more mainstream publication would turn its back on it but then someone like the New York Times would be a lot more ready to salute that it's you know uh, classic Fincher and, and referencing his other films and how it pays a homage to his career beforehand and all that I just wanted you so to be surprising. blown away I just wanted you to be blown away the thing is, I was think I think a Netflix viewing experience is so different to a cinema experience yeah. as well. Though yeah. you haven't gone to the cinema, I was sat there watching some of it on my mobile phone, at, in my bed, and you know it's nice. It's just like do you know it's more like um, David Finch has done a music video. Do you know what I mean? Okay, and it's like hitting all the tropes, all the expectations as it goes along. Right, now's the time to for you to rate the killer, David Fitch's killer, out of five uh, chalk ices. How many... Let's have a guess. Let's go for it, Captain. Everybody, how many do we think David is going to give... I think I might get this right. How many do we think David is going to give the killer, which is new on Netflix? Came out just on Friday. Yeah. Davies has had a sneak peek. Absolutely. I kept going back to it through the day. Let's see what everyone's putting in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what a lot of people... Yeah, I'm going with what a lot of people are saying. Okay, David, here we go. David Finch's The Killer, much anticipated. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give it? Ooh, I gave it 3.5. See, it's four, It's a four movie to you. Well, the thing is, I'm a Fincher fan. So, you know, I like, I'm listening to the Trent Reznor soundtrack. You know, I've, I've um, seen these other films. You know, you can see um, how it's got a link within the cinematography of his previous movies. All those different elements. It's, it's, it's Fincher doing Fincher. And also, you, you don't... 
I think, you know, you don't get many. Do you know what it is? You know, mm. it's like a dad movie to me. The Assassin. And it shows how old I am in the element that, um, do you know, it's a case of like, um, it's what a middle-aged bloke in the 90s would have enjoyed going to see in the cinema. Okay. Do you know, it's almost I know, I now want to watch it. I now want to watch it. But you're not going to have the crazy highs of Seven and Fight Club. Someone's put here, Dr. Greggles has put here, harsh review for a four chock icer. The thing is, it's a harsh review because I'm seeing it through the eyes of people who aren't Fincher fans, who have just seen it. Because the thing is, I'm trying to give someone some kind of guidance. Or me. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're not a man. So, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Because the question is, will I like it, David? Should I watch it tonight? And I'm thinking, well, you know, if the last time you saw Seven, you weren't overwhelmed and you haven't watched loads of Fincher movies, perhaps, and you're watching it purely as, is this a good thriller without any Fincher baggage? Um, you might leave slightly underwhelmed. Oh, listen, I was underwhelmed with Seven because I knew it was coming. The first time I saw it, it blew my pants off. It's not... Do you know what? You're going to soil your pants, but they're not going to explode. Lovely. There you go. I should have just said that at the beginning and it made a lot more sense. So for my own personal review, I'll give it four ice chocks. Um, for someone who's just scrolling through Netflix and sees, oh, there's a Fassbender thriller, I like him, I'll give that a look, they might find it a bit... Um, well, for instance, um, the chap in the... Um, the uh, the chat box below said, you know, very overly serious uh, voiceover, not very good, you know, a bit up itself. But I'm thinking of like, oh, this reminds me of Fight Club, and oh, I remember that film. I'm seeing it very much through the lens of the kind of Fincher pantheon, the canon type of thing. Okay, you know, and how, um, and also when you see Fincher interviewed, he's very cynical, deadpan. He's a bit of a nihilist, and you're seeing that through it as well. You know, it's like an auteur film experience, whereby when you you're watching a Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you're not just watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you're watching it alongside the back catalogue. And if you're unable to do that, it loses a lot of its momentum. But even then, I found the third act... Um, a damn a bit squib. Absolutely, sir. Okay, everybody. Uh, well, not everybody. David, in particular. Thank you so much for this week's new movie review. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That was quite a muddled mess, but I hope people get something out of that. And it was a mess created by one man, Dave Edwards. So I'm not pointing the finger at anyone else. So if that makes sense. Isn't that the, so so this, sarcasm, though. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just giving you more to edit. I apologise. Editing out my neuroses. David Edwards. So, this week's movie review, isn't it? No, no, it's movie news, isn't it? Movie news. So we're not doing what I saw in the cinema last night. Oh, fucking hell. Don't worry, we don't have to do that. That's fine. We've done The Killer, which is a current, up-to-date, contemporary, fresh piece of cinema. Or I could be very, very quick about this right. cinema review. You've got, okay, this is, a, this is a bonus new movie review. And you have... Six, this is the 60-second review. Thank you, David. Thank you. Uh, this is a film uh, starring Nicolas Cage. It's called Dream Scenario. And it's about uh, Nicolas Cage plays a um, college professor. And um, that's a large piece of lettuce there. Uh, there we go. I lost my, lost my uh, concentration. That's eaten into my 60, 60 seconds. Nicolas Cage is a college professor. He basically um, aspires to be a great man, a great writer, but he's never actually printed any work. He's never written anything, anything successful. But what does make him big is that he starts appearing in the dreams of his family. Then he starts appearing in the dreams of his staff. Then he starts appearing in the dreams of, of friends outside the family. And then the whole world start dreaming about him. 30 and seconds an internet viral sensation and um, but then the dreams start turning and becoming quite um, negative they go from he starts appearing in people's nightmares basically and um, uh, then it takes a turn for the worst and he his celebrity fame that he once embraced now goes nasty 
if for very different reasons to the killer um, the ending once again is like a clever idea but they run out of ideas for the final act but I enjoyed Act 1 and 2 so much I, I wouldn't say I left um, on a negative par it just it's all, it, it almost goes a bit sci-fi at the end the ending I didn't even really actually fully understand what's this called again? what's it called? Dream Scenario mm-hmm. and it's very good Michael Sear is very good in it I mean, what's usually quite a cliched um, idea? He goes to see like advertising, marketing people, how to like you know turn this dream phenomenon into money, and that's almost quite a done idea. But Michael Cera kind of like sprinkles it with some uh, interesting one-liners that um, that are rather good. So, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give it? Uh, f- four. Wow, two fours. It is very good in places. Is it you know? really? And also. Um, uh, Nicholas Cage is very amusing in it, but I'd say they just didn't know where to take it at the end. But there's a lot of Twilight Zone. There's a lot of black mirrors like that where they've got a great idea, but they don't quite know how to finish it up. And after a while, you just think to yourself, stop being so critical, Edwards. You know, you've had a good 40 minutes of entertainment there. Just because they couldn't land the plane doesn't mean you need to wander up to the plane with a machine gun and just shoot the pilot. Do you know what I mean? Well, he's crashed it. He's dead anyway. You don't need to add to it by you know, wasting bullets on him. I've literally got my alarm clock here or whatever. It's not a wristwatch. Um, uh, you've got 15 seconds to tell us what you ate and review it. I didn't eat anything because I had trapped wind. But I had a tub of Pringles with me, but I just couldn't get rid of the trapped wind. And it was very frustrating. David, thank you so much for this week's new movie review. Uh, mercy, I was going to say bonjour. Hello, doesn't make sense. Oh, the rest of the review. So, movie news this week, David. Because there's lots of movie news. Oh, well, pick your, you know, top three or two or something. um, Number one, the actor strike is now over. It's not entirely clear what they've got, but it's a case of... um, what was that? You have to just tell me what that was. Was that a prawn that you popped in your mouth then? It's a little bit of pork. Oh, it looked like... it looked. You've got someone who puts a lot of love and tender care into your food. I could just well, tell she's it. A, she's a lovely lady, and we love Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. Simple as that. Um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Which sort of is that? Right, go on. Um, basically, um, the actor strike is over, and it is a case of they. Um, the actors are now going to get 11% bonus... I saw that pee being slid into the side of your mouth. Now that's, uh, I'm joking, so you can edit that out. Sorry, it's up to you what you edit. I'm sort of giving you work there. Uh, so, over again. The actor strike is over, and um, low-tier actors will be given 11% rise in the minimum that they actually do, which is quite a, um, a win, because the directors and writers only got 5%. They'll also get residuals from streamers if a TV show gets um, large viewings. Is this, as in are like, these shows created now? or we I don't know about that. That's very, very true. 100% I don't know about that. And also there's more rules surrounding AI. You know, uh, Hollywood studios can't take your likeness and use you in a later production. But I don't know about that. But you know what the interesting thing is, is that, that a lot of people say that actors feel as though they've won with Netflix. But it's been revealed that to um, to actually have, um, I think you've got to have 20% of the, um, the subscribers need to have watched your TV show for you to start to get residuals to a certain degree. But apparently it's been revealed that there's only a very slight handful of TV shows that have that 20% eyeball action. Yeah. And the other thing that I have to be aware of, that Netflix might introduce this idea of, okay, we'll give you a bonus if you go over the 20%, but if you go below a certain point, maybe we'll actually take away money. And um, that might be a case whereby, you know, we'll show you the data. You didn't do as well as you thought, did you? Oh, right. That's Netflix talking now. So I know Amazon uh, talking about giving you a bonus if you get 20%. 
as in like the, the, the um, biological erection is that what you're referencing goodness me I think that's a, that's one we'd all have if you've got 10% for crying out loud that's not just to uh, one man behind a typewriter that's to the world of men I was about to say all, all women but no you can't be woke about that can you a boner is just edit that out please <laughs> but, uh, I don't know where I'm going there that's just a stream of consciousness and that's when you go down that stream called consciousness that's how you get cancelled no, 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 not at all, not at all. As long, I, th- I think the only thing is if it doesn't make sense. No, that's fine, Jeremy. that's fine. No, you Definitely don't, you don't. Sense. You absolutely Movie don't. News 2. Movie News 2. Warner Brothers, once again, has made a film and then he's just not going to put it on its streamer or in the cinema. They did it with Batgirl. They are now doing it with... Um, what? They've made a film and they're not going to what? Um, release it. And they've done that several times now. They've made an entire Scooby-Doo animated movie. They made an entire Batgirl film that had a Michael Keaton cameo. Why? What? Not good enough? Well, it's a case of... There's two reasons. Because they have just merged with Discovery, there's a tax element where if you're a brand new business, you can actually get um, a tax reduction with um, products that you feel is not up to par because the company has just merged. And Hollywood are in a massive tizzy over this because they're not respecting the artist. They're just seeing a way to make money. So the thing is, it'll help you tax-wise, number one. And number two, they're not 100% confident in the film. And um, they won't have to advertise it because promotion and advertising, that's if you give it a cinema release, can be equally as expensive as the actual um, movie itself. But then people say just put it on streaming. How gutted would you be? But if you are going down that tax route, it can never come out. Do you know what I mean? You are burying that with the the face of a killer. Absolute face of a killer. And John Cena appears in it, and it was a live action Looney Tune film. And it's just, and the director went on Twitter and he spent, I th- I've spent three years on this film. And it, or X rather, and um, it went to the light of bloody day, Captain. Mm. Uh, the other thing I'll Dr. say Greg is. Dr. Gregor said, isn't it about maintaining the rights too? Yes, it could be. I don't think so because it's Looney Tunes. Warner Brothers just naturally own Looney Tunes. It's part of their archive. But he is right about that. He is right about that because Stan Lee made a very, very poor, not Stan Lee, sorry, but the company who owned it, Roger Corman. He is quite right about this. Roger Corman made a terrible Fantastic Four film purely just to keep the actual rights for an extra period of time. So you are right about that. Was that Dr. Greggles? You are right about that. People do do that just so they can actually own the rights of the actual um, uh, products. I like it when people say do do. Do do. Absolutely. Do do that, Dr. Craigles. Just do do. Uh, I think my sister do-do. and I used to call each other the do do's. The do do's. That's got legs. Yeah. That would be a great double act for children's BBC, I think. Movie News 3. Um, they, after the success of Mario, they are now going to do a big budget live action version of Zelda. Uh, directed by Wes Ball, the guy who's just um, directed the new Planet of the Apes and also did um, Maze Runner. Uh, he's going to direct it and um, it's uh, got, I can't remember the name of the producer, but it's the guy who produced the original Brian Singer X-Men films. And it's all go, 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 do, 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 as you say, <laughs> as you rightly um Go, Pointed go, out. go, a go, 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 make sure you do, 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 when you go, 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 make sure, make sure you, you do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, um, is there a movie news for? Uh, there is, uh, Kevin uh, Feige has introduced um, something he? called Marvel, he is the brain genius behind the marvel dynasty universe and he's introduced this new element called marvel spotlight and then when the the um the the brand now appears in front of you called marvel spotlight that means that the uh, the tv show or the film will not interconnect with the other films it is a standalone narrative because there's been a lot of feedback to more casual fans which links back to the whole david fincher element whereby they don't understand the backstories they haven't watched all the tv shows and films so they feel swamped in all this extra fan information agreed so he's He's bringing out, thank, I'm, I'm sure Feige will be happy with that, Feige. Um, so when Marvel Spotlight comes up, relax, people. You don't need to have seen, you know, um, 
WandaVision Season 1 or Loki Season 2 to get it. Okay. Is that the end of movie news? Uh, just two very quick things. I'll be really quick. Darren Anfronowski is going to do an, an Elon Musk um, film for A24. What, a docky? Absolutely. What, a documentary? Um, no, 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 an actual film. Oh. So, like, he's writing the script. It may not get actually filmed, but he's writing the script for A24. Oh. There is a new Ghostbusters trailer. Oh, someone that mentioned that appeared, in the chat. Which looks rather interesting. And also, one last thing I'll say. Um, I've dropped it on the floor. This is interesting. There's a horror film they've just filmed called um, S-V-A-L-T-A, Selvalta. And it's written by... Picking the old teeth there. needs to be... Um, uh, which is fine, not, not not a problem at all. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Sorry, I don't know why I got distracted still, by it. No. So it sounded really toxic and a bit no, negative. No, no, there. no, I no. Into, I, I, um, just, I, yeah. That's, you wouldn't want to do that on a date, would you? Sort of out of the blue, picking, picking your teeth, teeth there, aren't you? Picking your so, teeth. I'm sort sorry, of darling, but um, so it's it's not a problem though at all. Uh, you pick away. I don't know why I had to verbalise that like a football commentary. Um, Okay, so it's written by and starring Nick Frost, and it's a horror film, and it stars Aisling B, um, who replaced the Ashling B. I never get her name right, horrifically. It's a family vacation on a remote island, but a serial killer is on the loose. Nick Frost has written it. He's starring in it. It was going to star um, Lena Headey, the uh, actress from Game of Thrones and family with my, uh, fighting my family, but uh, B has taken the role instead. And um, it just looks like one to look out for, you oh, know. Nick what's Frost it still, um, Savalta, I believe. Savalta. Okay. A family's vacation to a remote getaway takes an unexpected turn when they discover the island they're on is inhabited by a serial killer. Eek! So that'll be an interesting one to um, check out. Director also, Stefan Haas. What's he done before? He's done a few short films and low-budget comedy films, but uh, this is his first proper production. Okay. Well, David, thank you so much for this me- This makes newbie foods. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your eardrums. David Edwards, Random Okay, so it's the random movie review from hello. last week. Uh, this is where Matt... Hello. Oh, hello, Mandy. Hello. Oh, my word. <laughs> I know. What's happened there? What's happened? Well, look at her. She's got all this, mate. Wow, you look like Susie, Susie Sue from Sue. Susie and the Banshees. Susie Sue. That's it. What's that about? Well, ask her. Why makeup? You just look like um, a tomato soup has just exploded in front oh. of you. You're just, you're just full of red. You look, you look like you've been murdered, or you, oh, or someone's murdered. No, 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 don't go. No, don't go. No, I can't Every be doing week it. Every week, you slag her off. I'm done the with thing it. Is, though, I'm not being confrontational, but she's going to go out in the streets looking like that. Well, let she her, just looks well, like if a, she wants to look like that. Let her look like. Let that. me be me. It's covered in tomato sauce, which is I know it's supposed to be lipstick, but it's a poor Why do you treat me this way? Are you going to answer her? I am. She, no, she just said to you, why do you treat me this way? I'm trying to help you. I, I don't want you to be ridiculed by society. I want you to be embraced by society and going out looking like that, like you've had a lipstick grenade chucked at you. Zoe F in the chats just said, I'll leave off, David. Fair enough, I'll My leave off. My fiancé is ridiculed a better strangers lover than of you. A friend. Did you just hear her? No, what did she say? My fiancé is a better lover than you, and he's a hoover. Well, it means that you're all about the sex, because you can't have a chat with a hoover afterwards. With me, okay, I'm perhaps not as um, aerodynamic as a hoover, but we can talk about, you know, the price of bread and fish afterwards, and have, like, a conversation. Talk about news and current affairs. Okay, David, so the the movie that Mandy found for you, or you chose, uh, was what? Oh, The Planet of the Apes. It certainly was, back in retro mode. Right, here we go. I mean, this it, this is a classico that I've never watched, David. So I'm hanging off everything. You've never watched Planet of the Apes? No, not at all. Oh, I don't God, know anything about to, um, it. It's definitely one one to check out. 
It was very interesting watching a game. It's been years since I've watched it, perhaps decades. And you can really see how it was a cutting-edge movie at the beginning. It's got to be said, it opens up with Charlton Heston in his spaceship. And that scene is very dated. The green screen, the decor of the spaceship is incredibly dated. And I was thinking, oh dear, this is going to be hard work. But once he actually starts wandering... What's it about? I don't know anything, David. What's it What's it about? Basically, um, a- astronaut crashes his spaceship in this foreign alien, alien environment. Okay, so crashes the spaceship, foreign alien environment. And it was written by Rod Sterling, the guy who created the Twilight Zone. So it's definitely got that vibe. You know, so it, it, the plot's very clever is... Um, we don't know where he is either, unless you've seen the movie poster and you've read a few reviews. You don't know where he is either. So he's wandering around this alien environment. He's jettisoned from his um, spaceship, which at the opening you think, dear God, this looks like something out of Barbarella. It looked really poor. But then you start seeing pretty seeing human beings. They're not aliens, but they're primitive cave people. Then you see they're being hunted by someone on a, on a horse. That person on the horse turns out to be an ape, a human ape, and these humans are being rounded up. And um, Charlton Heston gets like you know dragged into this. He's an astronaut, but he finds himself being sucked into this kind of like you know primitive humans, like cavemen and women being chased by apes on horses. And he doesn't know what's going on. It's almost like um, Marty McFly in Back to the Future. You know, he's he's living a nightmare. He's like, what what is this topsy turvy world I've entered into? And Charlton Heston, he's a bit theatrical at times, but he's definitely watchable, certainly. And um, the Planet of the Apes makeup, I think, definitely stands up and works well. It's not as good as the CGI they use now, obviously, but it's still very good. And the action sequence of the um, the apes chasing the cavemen, it's well edited and um, the cinematography's really good. When was this made? 68. So it's very, very early. And, and, and the makeup, you can still go with it. And it's still very, very um, immersive. It goes without saying. Um, um, how many sittings? Uh, two sittings. Oh, ha- ha- hang-, hang on a minute. Is it right to see Nomi? That all- That's all right. Um, no, not you. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I was just oh, talking the post? I thought... <laughs> This has been an absolutely mental episode. I think she's going to give me the recipe for the lunch or something like that or something. (laughs) Back to that. We've had lunch. What have we had? It's been insane. My neighbour pops around. Oh, God. Right. So how many sittings did... uh, uh, the second act started to drag a bit. I think, you know, you've had all the revelations. You know what's happening. But the ending... Now, we've had two films today where I'd say the ending dropped the ball. This film does not drop the ball at the ending, even though I what? knew what the ending is. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Oh, you don't know any, you haven't you don't know the ending of Planet of the Apes. I don't know anything about it. All I know is apes. Oh, flipping it, mate. You swear sorry, on no, me. sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I apologize. You need to sit down and watch Planet of the Apes though. Are you serious? Just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. The ending's brilliant. The ending's fantastic. If, if, it's, if something's well executed, I remember someone ruined the, um, the third episode for season three of Succession for me, which was a massive twist. So I knew what was going to happen, but because the pace of it and the performance and the presentation, the drama was so spot on and so iconically done, I still got sucked into it, even though I knew what was going to happen. So, I mean, the ending of Planet of the Apes is so iconic now. The Simpsons have parodied it, I think, twice. And... Um, it's brilliant. It's just still great stuff, the ending. Even though I can see it coming a thousand miles away, it, it, it makes everything else before it really make sense. Right, it's really David, good. all I know is the Statue of Liberty. Oh, well, that, that is that image. ending. Though. But I don't know what that means. So I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean anything to me, the Statue of Liberty. Or I just have that image from the film in my head. But the thing is that there's nothing else that's revealed after. He just goes on his knees and he just shouts, No! No! Well, I don't want to know anything more. Don't want to... Uh, don't know. No. But if you know the Statue of Liberty already... No, 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 It doesn't mean anything. I don't know. It's just a Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I don't know what that means in context of the whole... 
yeah so um i'm not going to give anything away to you but it's just yeah it's great it's fantastic okay well ladies and gentlemen let's guess how many oh let's actually let's have a little listen to a uh a little bit of planet of the apes good morning dr zero good morning julius how's our patient today no change the minute you open the door he goes into his act What do we want this morning? Do we want something? Come on, speak. Come on, speak. Do we want some sugar, old timer? Hmm? You could get hurt doing that, doctor. Oh, don't be silly. He's perfectly tame. Ah, uh, they're all tame until they take a chunk out of you. Well, bright eyes. Is our throat feeling better? It still hurts, doesn't it? See? He keeps pretending he can talk. That bright eyes is remarkable. He keeps trying to form words. You know what they say, human see, human do. Now what? He seems to want something. I'd be careful, doctor. What did I tell you? I'll try it again and I'll break your arm! Good morning, Your Excellency. Dr. Zayas. Good morning, sir. Open up, please. I'm so glad you could come. Sir, he's over here. Bright eyes. Show him. Go ahead, do your trick. Speak. Go on, speak again. There. Can you believe it? Yes, amusing. A man acting like an ape. Doctor says I could swear he's answering you. He has a definite gift for mimicry. In most unusual. He's using that old blank of his clothing. Hmm. Okay. I can't believe, I didn't expect you to go, the ending is going to blow your knickers off. I think, see the thing is, I always, I think what happens when I review these is a case of, um, it's like, it blew my knickers off, but then I've got to think in my head, is it going to blow David Earl's knickers off? Oh my word, someone else is coming in now. No, it's still recording. (laughs) I've been like 15 minutes. Jesus Christ. Honestly, David. Who's, who's that now? Is that dessert? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's almost like, it's like Piccadilly Circus. Honestly, we can't do this at lunchtime on a Saturday again. This is this is just awful. Or oh, have a sign out say, saying podcasting. Is that rude? So I don't know if that's rude. I don't know. So I didn't mean that rude. Movie podcasting. Stay out. Do not enter. I've got a sign outside my flat. Why haven't you got one outside yours? Podcasts, you know, currently in action. Honestly, it's real. I can't relax. It's gonna feel like these people are just gonna be walking in and go, "Oh, can I have that, mate?" Oh, you can't have that. Like it's a, like it's a Monty Python. Sketch. No, exactly. Can you take us seriously, please? We're fifty-eight in the film and video TV charts. Me, it's halfway. Take me seriously at least. Right, at David. Least. So we're, let's guess at what you're gonna give Planet of the Apes out of five. Um, okay, I'm gonna have a little guess. Okay, what are people going to go for? Richard Bayliss has had a guess. I'm having a guess now. How many choc ices out of five are you... Eubanks has had a guess. Are you going to give Planet of the Apes? Okay, here we go, David. Over to you. Four. I gave it five. There, there were elements where I'd say um, oh. Heston's performance can be a bit theatrical. Um, there are times where, like, um, it feels like. The thing is, I feel bad about giving it four, but I'm telling you how I feel. In the sense, I think my issues with it are more because of the date and the era rather than sloppy filmmaking. 
because there's times like when he's in the prison it feels like um, an episode from like a star trek tv show sometimes the music's a bit overly theatrical heston i enjoyed but at times it's over theatrical but some people like that pulpy 60 vibe but on the whole bloody good stuff so i think you know genuinely you mean that Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rod Sterling's amazing. You can tell it's, it's written by Rod Sterling. Obviously, he he adapted the novel that was originally a French novel. But um, it's very good, and it's well before its time. And it's you can tell why people have um, constantly redone it and redone it, not just because it's a well-known brand to market, because it's got the, the DNA of solid storytelling as well. Mm. It's a really clever idea, and Rod Sterling did a great job of you know bringing it to the screen. David, thank you so much for this week's Random Movie Review. Thank you, sir. Thank you. David Edwards. Movie David, have you got any movie tips this week? Well, my movie tip was The Killer. Okay. So I, I don't want to um, ruin that. that what about that Paul sense. Schrader? Very, very true. Quite right. Paul Schrader's BFI Masterclass is definitely worth checking out. Um, he's going through a mucus cold at the time. Which no, could be he's like that in every interview. Oh, is he really? Is he really? Yeah. I've listened to him on a few podcasts, and he didn't... I guess he is a bit oh, like that. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a, a Jabba the Hutt's Palace creature. Yeah. I think it, uh, what's really interesting is that he is a different style Do you want of, to explain who he is to the people? Absolutely. He is the writer of Taxi Driver, um, and also the director and writer of American Gigolo, the well-known Richard Gere film. So he's... Uh, and also he uh, was the main writer on Raging Ball for Scorsese. So, you know, he's got a, a big, big peg- pedigree, particularly in the 70s and 80s. Uh, but one thing I would say is um, when he teach you, teaches you writing skills, it's very different to your formulaic style it's of writing. It's good, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, it's not just Robert McGee, McKee, all about structure and, you know, save the cat and your character's got to be likeable. He comes from it from a very different point of view. What, what are the two main issues in your life at the moment? Yes, absolutely. And then turn that into a metaphor. Yeah, definitely into a visual metaphor. And um, the element of, like, finding dramatic irony within that. So the idea of, like, a man going nowhere, making him a taxi driver, you know, things in that vein. And it's a case of, you know, finding your inner demons, inner issues. So it's almost like um, creative writing therapy. It's not like, look at the marketplace, what do people enjoy? Make that. What's the latest trend? It's more about, you know, um, going deep into your own soul. Ultimately, and what, what, what is that? Is that the BFI screenwriting? Yes, lecture? BFI masterclass screen lecture. And that's on YouTube. It's very, very good. It's on YouTube, and if you can get past the mucus, there's a lot there. Is to it learn. mucus? Um, yeah, I, I or I don't know. Well, what is it? Do you think then? Because I thought maybe he caught something on the plane over. But you are right. I've never heard it that bad. No. But it's, it almost reminded me. You know when those you get those Greek mythologies whereby you've got like a hunchback who's deformed, who's filled with wisdom, but the person can't look through the ugliness to hear the ju- the jewels and of wisdom. It's almost like <laughs> There you go. A deformed, a deformed hunchback. <laughs> It's like you need to look through the ugliness, the aesthetics, Jesus and just Christ, listen to Jesus Christ, you might wisdom. listen to this. Let's, let's hope not. I don't want some mucus he trolling. He'll, there's no way he'll get through the first 55 minutes of this. I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> I will sleep well tonight. Oh, God. David, thank you so much for this week's movie. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. No, nothing at all. No, no, no. I... I'm ready for the next chapter, Captain. Ready for the next chapter. David Edwards. Random movie generator. 
Okay, it's the random movie generator. Oh man, he's turned her back. I don't blame him, he's turned her back on you. I was only trying to give her words of wisdom to help her. Society's a nasty place. The random movie generator, David. Excited? Oh, massively. Feel like you got a great one last... Uh, Planet of the Apes was a good one? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, if I'm pausing slightly, it's because um, I, I need a wee, but I think I should be okay. Sorry, that, that's the only reason why I paused, but it's fine. I've, I've checked my bladder. This episode I've gone into my just... inner body, yeah. and it's absolutely fine. Don't worry, we'll we, move ahead. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, 100% sure. Okay. 100%. I just wanted to make sure um, why you wondered if I was a bit distant then. No. It was not the pod, it was my bladder. No. Okay. personal. Okay. Personal. I feel as though I've been a bit toxic, you know, mentioning you picking your teeth and stuff like that, and then suddenly gazing over. It, it's my bladder that's got in the way. Three's a crowd. Okay, let's, me and my let's find the urine. genre. Uh, let's find the genre of the first movie that you might be reviewing next week. Okay, please tell Mandy or tell her to push the button. Stop. Family. Oh, I love a family drama. Now, let's go for the genre. Stop. 2010s. Okay, okay. So, I don't know where I'm going with that. Okay. Do, do, do. Go, okay, go, go. Okay. Right, Mandy, please generate four family movies from the 2010s. She has done. Okay, she's got them in her belly. She's spinning them around. Please tell Mandy when to stop spinning the four movies. Stop. Oh, I'm glad you landed on this. I don't know why. I just like the cover. It's called The Young and Prodigious T.S. Spivet. What is that? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Helena Bonham Carter's in it. I love the cover. It's great. The Young and Prodigious T.S. Spivet. The Young... I've never heard of that. The Young and Prodigious T.S. Spivet. Interesting. Okay. Um, right, let's find the second movie that you might be reviewing. Let's find the genre of the second movie that you might be reviewing next week. Over to you. Take your time. Stop. Western. Oh, blimey. You never know, though. I've done well with those in the past, people. Okay, now let's choose the decade. Stop. 1970s. Okay. Generate four westerns from the 1970s. Mandy has done. And now it's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning those four movies. Stop. My name is nobody. Henry Fonda, Terence Hill. Right. My name is nobody. Never heard of that one. Okay. Okay. It's almost like a modern film has taken that title. I don't know if it's a self-reference to that or not. I don't know any of those movies. I'm going into No Man's Land now, the desert of nowhere. Okay, let's find the third, the genre of the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Over to you, David. Stop. Mystery. Okay. And let's find the... That's okay. I can work with that. Stop. 1950s. Oh, God. Mandy has generated four mystery movies. Well, it could be interesting, like a Marlon Brando or a Monroe or a Billy Wilder. They look good. I, do you know what? Well, I'm not going to say, but each one of them has got a really good review on IMDb. IMDb. Okay, so okay. So here we okay. go. Four mystery movies from the 1950s. Over to you, Mandy, spinning them. 
vertigo. Ah, hustle! Ah, so Goodness me, I'd be up for that. Well, that's one of David Fincher's all-time favourite films. So we've gone full circle there, the ultimate psychological thriller. Mm. I'd be up for check. I haven't seen that for years. I think I saw that during my A-levels. So I don't think I've watched that for years. And I constantly see clips in documentaries because it's always referred to. I mean, I think within the the Cine-S, you know, Jeeves' world, it's better than Psycho. Do you know what I mean? It's like Psycho and Birds is for your pedestrian Hitchcock fan and Vertigo's the one Scorsese and Fincher constantly bang on about. Wowzers, I'd love to watch that. Okay, so the young and prodigious T.S. Spivet, My Name is Nobody, and Vertigo. So I've given each of these movies an A, a B, and a C. I've jumbled them about, or have I, David? Yes, I have, or have I? Yes, I have, I or have really I? really do with Vertigo, really do with that. Okay, so you've got to choose now. What movie you are going to be reviewing next week? Is it going to be A, B, or C? A. Vertigo. Oh, goodness. <laughs> He's over the moon. There is some kind of like, you know, omnipotent God looking down saying, let's give Dave. a couple of absolute corkers back to back. I have, I have, I have, I have, I have. Absolutely, I have. Ooh, there we Absolutely go. Absolutely, I have. There we go, Vertigo. That's great. That's brilliant. I look forward to checking that out. I haven't seen that for years. It's constantly uh, referenced all the time. Because, I mean, there was an, an inter- they did a documentary about Hitchcock and Truffaut when they met up and wrote that book together. And Vertigo was constantly referred to there. And Wes Anderson, Fincher, Scorsese, they were just having kittens over it. Simple as that. whole litter of them. Well, can't wait to hear what you think of it david thank you so much for this mental episode apologies everyone if it was hard to keep track of it i but you know that's what well, that's I, what I helped i apologize no. if i distracted no we we had a lot of distractions and um i thoroughly enjoyed it thank you everybody for listening um but yeah we're going to slip into the patron shed to ask, answer some questions now but thank you everyone for listening and please if you can subscribe and leave um uh, reviews and blah blah wherever you listen to this oh then. like subscribe thumbs up all that shebang please 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 yeah, do please please do please anyway thank you so much everybody for listening this week let's slip into the Patreon shed thank you David absolutely thank you for your time thank you for your eardrums people hugely appreciate it bye 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 <laughs>